A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Because the New Testament is utter horse. It's created by a bishop and a an emperor. That's a fact. That's like established religious fact. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Well, Jesus is like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you witness to I'm asking you to brush his hair. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Master's Dog episode 124. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, aka the Evangelical Norm. So the Master's Dog is a podcast where I deal with false teachers, false doctrines, anything that comes against the truth of God's word is the quote at the beginning of the introduction says, when God's truth is attacked, I would be a coward if I were to remain silent. So when someone attacks God's truth, I bark. And that's what this podcast is all about. It started out as a podcast called Faith and Beliefs Refuted, where the guys over at Saints Unscripted, actually David Snell over at Saints Unscripted, formerly known as the Three Mormons, started a segment of the pod, their podcast called Faith and Beliefs. And they started explaining, he was just explaining LDS doctrine is what it was. He started with the Articles of Faith. So I saw that and I said, you know what, I want to... I want to respond to these videos and show how the Articles of Faith do not line up with mainstream Christianity. And then he continued on. Initially, I thought it was just going to be like 13 episodes, 13 Articles of Faith. And he continued on to do, delve into other um, areas of LDS doctrine. And so I committed. I said, I will respond to every single one of these videos. And I did, and I still have. Uh, but at some, at some point... I don't know, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was like, I want to expand this out to other issues, not just dealing with Mormonism, but Jehovah's Witnesses, atheism, anything where, and I think part of it was stirred on by Donald Trump, in fact, um, you know, two Corinthians and his favorite Bible verse, and he never repented. And, and so I think that kind of was where the, the, kind of tide turn and I said I need to deal with more than just the Mormons so it went from faith and beliefs the master's dog podcast was was born at that time and it has continued on to this day and so today's episode we are back with our friends over at Saints Unscripted David is going to get into talking about what the Mormons think about the rapture today so again some of these videos have been like well i don't even know if i really need to respond to it but i've committed to it some where i've just thrown up a screenshot of the episode and said this was why this one was kind of dumb it's a no-brainer kind of thing there he brings up a couple of interesting points in here and i'm kind of a a, a geek for eschatology so i wanted to go ahead and and say okay let's listen to this and and see what he says so as usual what we'll do is we will let him talk and then I will stop him and interact as we go and put it in the can and we'll have a podcast. So here we go. Here's David with Saints Unscripted, Mormon's belief in the rapture. 
Welcome back to another episode, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about what many Christians call the rapture. But before we do that, I need to introduce you to a fun word that you're going to feel smarter for knowing. The word is eschatology. Eschatology, put simply, is the doctrine of the last things. When we talk about eschatology, we're talking about events believed to occur at the end of the world. Christ's second coming, the resurrection, the battle of Armageddon, Christ's millennial reign, judgment, etc. It's judgment day. Different religions have different eschatologies, different beliefs about the end of the world. And oftentimes, those eschatologies rely on different terminologies that outsiders might not be familiar with. The rapture is one of those terms that most Latter-day Saints aren't going to be familiar with. It's not a term we use. So in this episode, we're going to look at what the rapture is, and we'll see how closely or not closely Latter-day Saint eschatology aligns with it. Let's do it. Do you feel smarter now? It was almost a condescending comment. I, I mean, okay, you feel smarter for learning the word eschatology. All right, I mean, that just question that popped into my head. Here we go. All right, so before we get into this, I want you to understand a few things. First, when it comes to the rapture, different people believe different things. We're going to touch on some of the more popular beliefs, but understand that there's lots of variation, and there are also denominations of Christianity that believe parts of the rapture concept or none of it at all. Second, this video is not an attempt in any way to debunk any of the variations of the rapture that we're going to talk about. If that's what you're looking for, you're going to be disappointed. And third, this is a six-ish minute video, so what we talk about today will be necessarily simplified. If you feel like I'm skipping over some things, it's because I am. But as always, if you want to dive deeper, I'll leave you resources in the YouTube description below. So. Okay. The rapture is the belief that Jesus Christ will come again and believers both living and dead will be taken from the earth to be with Christ. This belief is based largely on an interpretation of 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. But among believers in the rapture, there is oftentimes disagreement on the timing of when it is supposed to happen. Scriptures like Daniel 12, 1 and Matthew 24, 21 prophesy of a time of trouble and tribulation that is to occur before Christ's second coming and subsequent thousand-year millennial reign. I remember Revelation 7:12, and I looked, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became as black as sackcloth. After doing some math based on prophecies from Daniel and the book of Revelation, believers in the rapture generally affirm that this time of tribulation will last for seven years. According to gotquestions.org, the tribulation is a future seven-year period of time when God will finish his discipline of Israel and finalize his judgment of the unbelieving world. The church, made up of all who have trusted in the person and work of the Lord Jesus to save them from being punished for sin, will not be present during the tribulation. The idea is that the righteous will be raptured or taken from the earth and thus spared from the devastation the wicked will endure during the tribulation. The virtuous have gone to heaven and the rest of us have been left below. This belief that the rapture will occur before the tribulation is called pre-tribulationism. There are also some who believe the rapture will occur halfway through the tribulation. The righteous endure some tribulation but are spared the great tribulation said to occur during the last half of the seven years. This is called mid-tribulationism. There are also those who hold that the righteous will be around for the entire tribulation and that the rapture won't occur until the end of those seven years. Believers are caught up to meet Christ in the air as he descends for the second coming. This is post-tribulationism. There are also a few other variations out there, but these are the main ones. Now, let's switch gears. What do Latter-day Saints believe? 
In Latter-day Saint jargon, you're not going to hear anything about the rapture specifically. As mentioned previously, it's not a term we're accustomed to using. We do not believe in a specific seven-year period of tribulation, but we certainly do believe that as Christ's second coming nears, there are... Dang it! As Christ's second coming nears, things are going to get rough. Wars and rumors of wars, plagues, natural disasters, etc. However, we do believe that when the second coming happens, when Christ comes again and makes himself known to the whole world, the saints that are upon the earth who are alive shall be quickened and be caught up to meet him. And they who have slept in their graves shall come forth, for their graves shall be opened. And they also shall be caught up to meet him in the midst of the pillar of heaven. They are Christ's, the first fruits, they who shall descend with him first. If we're going to point to a rapture for Latter-day Saints, this is it. It's something that occurs at the second coming of Christ. If you want to put it in rapture language, I suppose you could say that Latter-day Saints most closely align with post-tribulationism. Except, again, we don't believe in the specific seven-year tribulation thing, and there are lots of other details that factor into our eschatology that might be foreign to other Christians. But when it comes to being caught up to meet Christ, we just lump this event in as part of the second coming of Christ. What does it mean to be caught up to Christ? Will people just disappear? Will they be literally taken up into the sky? I don't know. We'll find out. Now, in this episode, I've really only presented Latter-day Saint eschatology as it applies to the rapture question. But there's still a lot of stuff that we believe will happen at the end of the world that we didn't get to, which perhaps we'll address in a future episode. If you want to learn more about the non-Latter-day Saint version of the rapture, it's always a good idea to just go talk to someone who believes in it. I've left several non-Latter-day Saint resources in the YouTube description that have helped me understand this concept better, so check those out. Check out some of our other great videos on our channel while you're here, and have a great day. Well, that's the most silent I've been in any one of David's videos ever. <laughs> so that's interesting. I mean, all in all, he gave a pretty good uh, representation of what most Christians believe in pre-trib, uh, pre-millennial eschatology, uh, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, all that stuff in there. And again, I have always, I have always been until recently been a pre-millennial kind of guy that we are living in, in the time of the pre-millennial reign of the pre, pre to the millennial reign of Christ. And I read the Left Behind books. I was fully in with the pre-trib rapture. And then I started doing some studying. I preached a couple of sermons on all the different things, preterists, pre-trib, so on. Um, never once in the years that I was a pastor of the Vineyard Church did I ever hear the terminology amillennial or postmillennial. I would put myself still in, a, in an amillennial category right now. Most of the people I know, pastors that I respect, guys that I, I hang out with are all kind of post-mill. I don't know that I'm there yet, but again, so some of the stuff that, that needs to be understood, especially as David talks about, you know, what do the Mormons believe about the rapture? Why don't they use terminology like the rapture? I mean, I never, as a Mormon, I'd never heard the word rapture until I had left the church and walked into a Sam's club one day and bought like the fourth book in the left behind series, read it in a span of 13 hours and then went and bought the rest of them and then spent the rest of the next 10 years or so patiently, impatiently waiting for every new book to come out, taking the day off of work, reading it in one sitting and then sitting around waiting for the next one. Um, but 
I never heard of Amil. I never any any of these other things. But what? So again, I lost my train of thought there. Why don't the Mormons believe in or use the terminology of the Rapture? Because largely they ignore the Bible, and that's just truth. Most of the teaching that you're going to get, I mean, when you go to an LDS church, those of you who are LDS know, those of you who have been or are investigating, you're going to hear talks from different people. There's there's no kind of clear-cut teaching of scripture. You're going to get talks from little kids, teenagers, stuff like that. It, it's a kind of a feel-good thing. You're going to get the repetitive prayers for the, the sacrament their uh, you know blasphemous presentation of communion using wonder bread and water, and then you're going to see hear people bear their testimonies. You're going to hear a lot about Joseph Smith. You're going to hear a lot about you know different little things, but you're not going to get a lot of biblical teaching because the Bible is largely ignored. Even their general conferences, nobody sits down with a section of scripture and prepares a sermon. To pre- even in the Book of Mormon stuff, that they, you they cherry pick things to fit into a topical talk that they're given. So they're 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 like your Joel Osteen's, your Stephen Furtick's, your your guys out there that are just doing topical preaching, taking a few Bible verses to proof text and do this and that. Or and whereas with the Mormons, they're going to take you know Book of Mormon doctrine and covenants, all these little things, history of the church, teachings of Joseph Smith. They're going to plug those things into you know a, a talk about why you shouldn't lie or why you should go on a mission or any of these things. You do not get teaching from the Bible, which is why this stuff doesn't come up because there's no real education on scripture. Even the four years of seminary. I mean, I skipped a lot of my four years of, 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 you know, before school, early morning seminary. Whereas in Utah, they get rel time, what's known as rel time or lease time to go across the street or next door to whatever seminary building, get there. We had to go early in the morning before school um, because we didn't, you know, have enough people to go. Right. So, but I never even heard, it wasn't that it, it was all topical. Uh, even as your, your word this year, we're learning about the book of Mormon. Next year we're doing the Pearl of Great Price doctrine and covenants, the Bible, the old Testament, new Testament, blah, blah, blah. It was all formatted out, but there was no real teaching of the word anywhere or of their false scriptures um not real scriptures the the other stuff book of mormon doctrine and covenants pearl of great price all the stuff that is is fraudulent and fabricated so that's why that's the main reason why it's not that that well we just wrap it up into the second coming nobody really knows nobody really studies and those who do study don't teach they they mimic they, uh, not mimic, not, what's the word that I'm, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. They, um, they pander to, they, they just ch- sugarcoat and cherry pick and sprinkle a little theology here and there on some self-help, be better, do good kind of works-based theology. So there you go. Um, what the Mormons believe about the rapture. Uh, thank you, David, for that. It was could have been a waste of time, but I think God usually manages to bring around some some good meaty theology out of these things. So I hope it benefited you. If it did, you know, hit the like, hit the share, 
That way the algorithm sends it out to more people who like it. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, hit that bell, get all the content that I release here at the Evangelical Norm channel. If you have any questions, comments, snide remarks, I'm open to all those too. Leave them in the comments. You can hit me up at the Master's Dog or the Evangelical Norm on Twitter. Norm Dunham on Facebook. You can find me in all those places. Thanks, guys, for taking the time to sit and listen. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.